Hi, everybody. I'm speaking to you from my backyard. It's March, but it's California, so <laughs> it's really nice out, even though it's kind of a an overcast day. Everything is really nice and soft out here. And um, it's been a while. I, um, I've been having a really, really good and really hard time, too. Um, all the things that used to drive me, like um, success and uh, achievement and notability and uh, all that it doesn't drive me anymore. That way of living where you're just like so tired, but you just like, you don't stop. Oh, you just keep pushing it. And anyway, I can't do that anymore. So I'm trying to shift that, which is... um. You know, when you work the way I have worked, you, you, you can pretend that it's for fortune or, or fame or whatever. And of course, to a degree it is, but really, truly underneath that, it's so that you don't have to feel all the things that you're afraid of, all the fear and angst and pain and things that you hold and that you don't want to, you know, feel until you just like, you know, you you just like shove it down by just piling on work, work, work and things to do and I gotta volunteer at school and I gotta do this and I gotta pick up the that and I gotta get the cake and I gotta get the gotta get a story and I gotta have another story and I always gotta have a story and it's always gotta be good and I always gotta be a good mom too and I gotta do it, gotta go do it and I know so many people I don't know if it's just me and my friends but I don't think it is because I hear from you guys a lot and it's just I know so many of us for whom this is really not working and so I'm trying to shift that but it also requires you to allow all the feelings that you've been trying to keep at bay by being essentially a workaholic right for all those years like you can pretend other people did it to you in one way or another but really you did it to yourself and you know it I've been doing a lot of yoga and I've been I've been teaching myself piano, which I've always I've always wanted to know how to play piano. And I've been approaching my work in a different way. I'm I'm working on stories and and I really like it. And I hope it'll be worth the wait. I'm really gonna try to bring back stuff that comes from the heart, you know, just purely from the heart. And I, I hope it'll be worth waiting for. I hope you guys will stick around. I'm scared that you won't. Sometimes I get so many angry emails about like how lame I am for not putting out more stories. And I, I do know that I have been a huge crybaby in the last year. And, ah, but like, I kept trying to push against it and it wasn't working and oh, for some reason I can't keep that pace right now 
uh, because it kills my joy in the stories. And taking my time has also just been so nice. Like, even though I'm crying a lot, I'm also, like, happier than I've ever been. I just, I, I love, like, I love my yard. And, <laughs> you know, Paul and I moved in together a little more than a year ago. It was a year ago in December with our three kids. And it's just been so awesome. I mean, it's also been a super intense year, especially with me going through all of this and kind of losing it, like increasingly throughout the year of just from stress. And that felt super scary because we both work for the show mostly, right? He makes all the music and mixes it and all of that. So you know, if I stop doing the show, like, there goes the financial foundation, not just for my part of the mortgage, but also for his part of the mortgage, largely, not entirely, right? And we just had put every penny into this house, so, like, there were no reserves, right? So that was, like, brought up a lot of fear and the kind of guilt on my part, and... um it also kind of made us examine all of our dynamics and, like, the patterns you fall into other roles and the expectations and which ones are actually working for you and which ones are not. And that's been super interesting and rewarding. And, you know, our kids are 8, 10, and almost 12, and there are just not that many more years where they're at this awesome, awesome age. And I just have been doing some uh, teaching to just kind of, you know, make some money. And Paul's been doing some other freelance work and scoring for some people and some things. And so we're kind of like <laughs> scraping it together. And I also applied for a loan, so... Uh, shoot, I'm almost out of recording time, but maybe that's good because I'm kind of rambling. But I'm loving this time with the kids and with Paul, having more time with them, and I'm loving having more time with myself. And I don't know. I don't know if I should put this out in the world. I'm sure some of you are going to hate it if I do. And I can already hear the criticisms. You know, uh, who is this whiny first world bitch with first world problems? Has she no perspective on, like, genuine suffering? She's sitting in her beautiful yard in, like, Southern California. And I I honestly might feel like that if it were, you know, if I weren't the, the person doing it. Um, but here's the thing that I've been thinking about lately, which is that, yes, first world problems are not the real problems compared to other kinds of problems, right? The things we often refer to as first world problems. But there's another reality, which is that there's something very soul-crushing, maybe, about the way we live in the first world, which is a total cliche, like it's not a novel thought, right? But... I don't know, there's just something where it's like, no, we don't have any real problems, right, compared to people who are going through famines or wars or awful, awful stuff. And I know we're so spoiled compared to that. But there's also a sickness in the way that we all live where every parent I see just has like this frantic look in their eyes because they're stressed out. And it's just a, such a cliche, but I am have come to somehow live that cliche. Like, I suddenly found that it was not working for me. What I want to do is I want to build up a season 
of stories and then release them with like some frequency, you know, uh, rather than just have constant deadlines. I want to kind of build up to something and then kind of have time to plan it a little bit and f- have some stories that don't work out, you know. I've been having a couple of stories that didn't work out recently, you know, and it was just nice to be like, you know what, that story didn't work instead of like, no, but I got to post something, you know, in eight days. So I got to make it work somehow. And anyway, so that part has been totally awesome. Just loving working in this way. But I'm just not ready to like have deadlines and all of that yet, you know, and, and, and kind of, yeah, I just am not. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it opens up a lot of stuff, right? It really it opens up a lot of stuff and that's part of what's hard because it's not hard to stop working like I was, you know, in that hectic, crazy. Hi, I I ran out of recording time. This is turning into such a long ramble and I think what I'm just going to do is give it to Paul, just give it to him and say, like, is there any value to putting this out in the world, you know? Um, But I am definitely working on stories and trying to do some really good really good stuff you know good shit for you guys so there you have it um yeah talk soon okay i'm gonna go ask paul what he thinks about what i recorded i said it to him and he'd listen to it um my office is in the garage and his studio is behind that so I'm going out there now. Oof, it's windy out here. Whoa. Hey. Are you in the middle of something? Do you have time for a moment? Yeah. For me to ask you what you think of what I sent? Yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> this feels a little weird, but anyway. Uh, I think it's an accurate picture of where you are now and what you're going through. Um, and I know people are interested and, you know, some even think I broke up with you, which I didn't. So we should definitely let them know that didn't happen. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I think it it it's very you. I guess... Uh, there's part of me that has a fear about the whole too much crying, like any of that energy. Yeah. And your concern with that is that it's exposing my private life too much, our private lives too much, you're shaking your head no, or simply that it's annoying for the listeners. Just that. I just think <laughs> I just think that they are well aware you're going through that at this point. <laughs> I, I yeah. think they don't need to update on that so much. Uh I've tried, you know, to put together something else to put out. And I just have failed. And so I ended up just grabbing the mic and just going outside and just being like, let me just talk to them from where I am. And like with no script and no plan. And uh, there's something about that that felt very freeing and very good. And like maybe the only way I'm capable of doing an update. I think it's okay to not know what you're doing and all of that. I'm not saying you need a perfect, cute message that says everything's fine over here. You can show the mess. I'm saying... You think I shouldn't do something so personal? It yeah. should be personal. Yeah. But I think you should just hold back on anything sounding like a victim 
you can own all your shit, not lying or not being dishonest with your people. Yeah. I'm not saying get rid of the emotion. But you don't like it when I sound like a victim. And in a way, neither do I, because it's a lot of what I'm trying to get away from is thinking and feeling like a victim. And you definitely don't get that impression. You get the impression I feel very sorry for myself. That is also a part of the experience, right? I guess you will know. Because <laughs> sometimes you're on the end of it. Like, I guess I am a little sorry that I was in that mode when I recorded this, but I feel like trying to redo it would be a kind of retake or something that would make it then the opposite of what it was, which was just a moment in time. Um, but, the, I mean, the question is, are people a little sick of me crying, you mean? Yeah, from and not just that, but it's like it's for them. I think it's a little like you're talking about this nice house and like nice yard and having family and like it kind of sounds like everything's good. But that's kind of the whole point, babe. Well, I, I know, I know. I mean, I know all that, but maybe there are other people out there who have all that too, who have a partner and kids and a house and. <laughs> who are grateful for all that and who still feel so overwhelmed sometimes that they start like crying at the mall, you know? And so I'm trying to admit, and I think we don't know where to go with that because compared to the atrocities of the world, there's nothing, nothing wrong with our lives, right? Well, I never said you're too victim-y in it. I said, I worry about that being the thing that gets across to people because I want to help you you know we protect people we care about so I don't want you know you don't want me to get all the hate that I'll get if I correct yeah yeah I I worry a little bit about that too (laughs) um but I mean all the other stuff aside do you mind the degree to which I expose our lives and uh, no. I mean, as long as you stay away from our kids' names and, and yeah. what schools they go to and stuff like that. But no, I don't have a problem with that. Just facts. <laughs> yeah, I know, but still. Okay. I got to go get snacks for the soccer game. <laughs> all right, coach. Tomorrow. Huh? I said, all right, coach. Yeah.